1: Good morning, my friends. Good morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up. (laughs) It's a new day, my friends. Let's be grateful to the Lord that we were able to get up again today to have another day of purpose. My friends, thank you so much for joining me again on this Saturday morning. I know for some of you, you want to stay sleeping late. (laughs) And I get that. And um, so I wanted to just remind everyone that you can always catch all the podcasts, uh, episodes on replays, on all the platforms that are out there. And, um, you know, if you have missed any of the episodes, you can go back and listen to them and get um, inspired by the Word of God that gives us so much life. So, my friends, we're going to continue today with the book of Hosea. We are diving into chapter number two today. And we want to talk about, you know, what was happening with, Go, um, with Goma and what was happening with Hosea. You know, the, the assignment that God gave to Hosea, he went and he had to marry this woman uh, that didn't have the best reputation in the town. She was a harlot. And uh, they had children. And each child was named something specific. And it, the name had a representation of just what it would come forward with uh, with those children and would come forward with the reputation of the family lineage. But ultimately, that God wanted to redeem people. He wanted to bring people back onto Him. But He also wanted to make sure that the assignment was carried out uh, to explain that in certain situations that people are in and do, that even when God brings something good into their lives, when God wants to redeem His people, people take it for granted. People don't really realize the gifts that God has given them. And um, we do not become good stewards of it. And we forget of God's blessings and the things He's given us. And with this story, we know that God gave Hosea... Uh, pretty much um, to the woman he had to marry, to Goma. And in doing so, you know, we could look at this and go, you know, why did poor Hosea have to go through this? Because when God is going to do something, my friends, he's going to do it in his own way. And for us, in the natural, we could take a look at this and we can say, wow, this is like a really difficult situation. You know, would I step up to the plate? Would I do this? And we kind of spoke about this a little bit last week, where I left you like with the question of, you know, if God asked you to do something that was totally out of the ordinary, totally out of the box, would you do it? Would you surrender? Would you give your all to whatever He asked you to do and be obedient to it? So we're going to pick up where we left off. We're starting with chapter 2, and this is what chapter 2 says. And we'll um, I'll pick up a little bit from the end of chapter 1, and then we'll, we'll dive into 2. Say to your brother, my people, and to your sisters, mercy is shown. Bring charges against your mother. Bring charges, for she is not my wife, nor am I her husband. Let her put away her harlot trees from her sight and her adulteries from between her breasts. Lest I strip her naked and expose her as in the day as she was born and make her like a wilderness and set her like a dry land and slay her with thirst. I will not have mercy on her children for they are the children of harlotry for the mother has played the harlot. She who conceived them has behaved shamefully for she said, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water My wool and my linen, my oil and my drink. Father, thank you so much for your word. We know that your word is true. We know that your word gives us life. This is a great example, Father, of what you are unveiling here. And we just thank you for your word. Amen. So my friends, when we start to think about what was God doing here? God was doing two things, my friends. He was punishing Israel because they had turned away from him, but his intention also was to restore them. This is what this chapter, this book is telling us. God's heart is always after us to bring us back to him. And through a lot of restoration, sometimes my friends, We have to go through brokenness. We have to deal with things in our lives that come out of the blue. We have to sometimes deal with circumstances that we never thought we would find ourselves in. And most of all, we have to remember that no matter what happens, God is on the throne and he still loves us and he still cares for us. And he wants us to be healthy in him, spiritually, And he also wants us to be healthy as we are on this earth. And just like anything else, Hosea knew that what he was getting into, God had told him and prepared him. So he knew going in what he was to do, what he would possibly face as backlash with his life. And most of all, He also knew that God had a plan, and he trusted the Lord with that plan. And in doing so, and having this wife now, and having these children, there's now a trajectory of what's happening with this family, of how it affects the community, and how God is going to use that effect on the community to restore it. So when we first start to see these first passages, it says, bring charges against your mother, bring charges, for she is not my wife, nor am I her husband. Let her put away her trees from her sight and her adulteries from between her breasts. That is the exposure right here of a layout explanation of Goma and what she was doing. Right, because he knew he had married a holland and he knew there was a good chance that he wasn't going to continue to be the only man in her life just because he got married to her. He knew, Hosea knew, that he would still have to deal with this woman Who had this lifestyle. Who was going after other men still. And was carrying out whatever she wanted to carry out of what she knew to do. And when it speaks specifically about bring charges against your mother. We can look at this as an adulteress that is brought to trial and found guilty. And if we remember in the Bible when the community brought to Jesus a woman who was found guilty for committing adultery. And they wanted to go ahead and stone her. And Jesus Christ came out and said, you without sin Any of you without sin cast the first stone. And not one person came forward to stone her because they knew they all fell short and they all have sinned of something. Because we're not perfect, my friends. You and I are not perfect. We have flaws in our lives, we've been through stuff. We have been suffering certain things, whether that circumstances that we were put into, that we had no control over, or that we had control over it and we put ourselves in it. For this situation right here, God knew exactly who Goma was. He knew her heart. He knew her desires, he knew her lifestyle, but he also knew that even in this passage of the exposing of what she was doing and to bring possible charges against her and to continue to bring forward the fact that she was not faithful to Hosea, Even in the midst of all of this, God was willing to bring a restoration. And when it says here, lest I strip her naked and expose her as in the day she was born and make her like a wilderness and set her like a dry land and slay her with thirst. God created each and every one of us. And we came into this world naked when we were born. And the same way we came to this earth with nothing but the gift of life that God gave each and every one of us. He can also decide if he wants to do away with us and end The same way that we came in. And some of you are probably listening to me and saying. What does that mean? It means my friends like. You come into this world with nothing. When you're born. And when you leave this world and this earth. You leave with nothing. That is why it's so important. That. We adhere to what our Heavenly Father requires of us. And we adhere especially to whatever sin it is that we're committing right now. Whatever sin you're caught up in. Whatever sin you are idling. Whatever sin you refuse to walk away from. Whatever sin is hurting you and other people. You will be found out. You will be taken to some type of trial. You will be exposed. You will be found out. And God wants to make sure that he gets to the deep-rooted core of our situation in our lives. To make sure that it, it gets exposed... And to give us an opportunity to be able to move forward in our lives, to get a second chance, to get an awakening, to get a moment of realization that we can walk away from the sin and have the life that God always intended for us to have. And when it says here, I will not have mercy on her children for they are the children of harlotry, for their mother has played the harlot. She who conceived them has behaved shamefully. Yes, she has. Because not only does she know that God gave her this gift of Hosea, she still has gone forward to continue to do what she's done and always done. And my friends, you and I struggle in this area. There are times when, excuse me. There are times when we're in situations that God brings us a release, a refuge, a remedy, a way out. And we take it. Because we know that God gave it to us. We take it. We utilize it. But then we take it for granted. And in taking things for granted, then we go back to our own old ways. God doesn't want that for our lives. He wants that if he has given us remedy, resource, opportunities... New open doors. You know, repentance has happened in your life. You're on the right track. He wants you to become a new person in those things that he gives you. He wants you to realize that the possibilities for your life can be way better than what they were before. He wants you to be able to go forward and fulfill your life accordingly to how he intended it. And here's the problem. Even in our sin, we think we're still hiding it. But God will come along and expose it. My friends, look, none of us are perfect. None of us. We are here doing this Bible reading. And as I'm talking about this, I'm sure there's several of us that can think in the moment what are some of the sins that we have done. What is the sin we might still be doing right now, even when God has given us a remedy? So in Goma's case, she was a prostitute. She was a harlot. She sold her body. She made money off of it. She had clientele left and right. A lucrative business, they call it, right? And a lot of times, women and men that might be caught up in that situation do it because maybe they need a financial gain maybe they need to be able to pay over the roof with the head that you know roof over the head maybe they are doing it to go to college maybe they're doing it to have a home uh, to have an apartment to have a car to have food to supply for your children if you have children already There's a lot of reasons that we could sit here and try try to lay out why is it that people do what they do sometimes in their situational life. And then God comes in and brings you a remedy. A good man at that, in the case of Goma, God gave her a good man. He gave her a good man. And the reality is she could stop doing what she's doing because Hosea was a good man and he was obedient to the Lord and he was faithful and a faithful husband at that. You would think that in that situation, Goma would have said, I don't need to continue to do what I'm doing. God has given me a remedy. God has given me a resource. God has blessed me with this person. God has given me this gift. Things are being taken care of now in my household. I no longer have to go out and sacrifice my body to make money. Sacrifice my body to, to have a roof over my head. God has supplied my needs. But the problem is, is that that's all she knows. And even though Hosea was trying and did set examples for the household, she still went out and did what she did. Because sometimes, my friends, we know that in the sin, it's hard to walk away from it. As much resources sometimes that someone can have and be given second chances... Just so much like an addiction. Someone who's maybe caught up on drugs. You know, they did it because they were depressed. They did it because they were suicidal. They did it because a loved one passed away. You know, they did it because they were just down and out in their lives. They hit rock bottom. But then God lifts them up, blesses them, gives them a job, sets them right back on track. Gives them the money that they need. Gives them, you know, a great surrounding of a support system. But they still cannot stay straight without doing drugs. Because the addiction sucks them in. And when the addiction sucks you in, my friends, it's so hard sometimes to let go of it. Even when God has given you a remedy. Even when God has given you the resource, even when God has given you everything that you need to go forward and simply be able to walk away from it. And as hard as that might come across to hear, a lot of people on this earth battle with that every day. Are you one of those people, my friends? Are you one of those people that is so caught up in a sin right now, you don't know the way out? You don't know what to do. You have been given all the resources. Things have been given to you left and right. But you still, unfortunately, have to be in the moment and say... Why can't I quit this? Why can't I leave? Why does this keep calling me back? The best way, my friends, to conquer that is surrender to the Lord. Because a lot of times we think that we can take on And we have the power ourselves to be able to overcome it. But the issue is we're very weak. And we need a higher supernatural power to help us with the situation. And in this situation with Hosea and Goma and this family. Is that no matter what. Hosea was doing no matter how well he was supplying for his family no matter how much he carried out what God asked him to do God also knew that Goma would do what she was going to do but in the likes of things that normally catch us off guard and the things that sometimes come to us very easily And sometimes the things that really become resolved right away, a quick fix. We don't learn the lesson of what God has given us and shown us to then go forward and do the right thing. And that's why it says here, she who conceived them has behaved shamefully For she said, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my linen, my oil and my drink. We constantly go back, my friends, to the things that we felt was what gave us satisfaction What gave us what we felt was of a value. What we felt was the nutrition we needed for our lives. And what we need to understand is that when we continue to go after the things that are not of God, that we never should have been a part of to begin with, That we never should have surrendered to that idol. To that thing. What ends up happening is that no matter what sometimes God does in your life to help you with. We still walk away from what he has done miraculously. And we go back to the sin. I know this is some deep stuff, my friends, but this is this is what's here. We're reading the word. Because it's brainly telling us how God is going to expose Goma because she's being unfaithful to Hosea. When God is gonna do a drastic change in our lives, when he's gonna get our attention, when he's gonna make sure that everything comes to the surface of what we're trying to hide, that we think no one sees, he sees it all. He knows what's deep rooted in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirit, in our soul. He sees our emotional states and our mental states. He comprehends everything so clearly. That's why God knows every detail about us. And in every detail that he knows about us, my friends, God will do everything in his power, his supernatural working power, to get a hold of us and to get us back on track. But through the brokenness and the exposure, comes a reveal to give an opportunity for healing and a new awakening and an understanding of what God wants for our lives. Now I know this stuff is deep my friends and we're talking about a prostitute here. We're talking about a harlot here. And we can take that category that status that that title that description and we can apply it to many other things and when we tr- apply it to anything it's still relevant and means the same so In this reveal of exposure that God is doing, it's about unveiling the unfaithful people. Because Hosea took a chance knowing that even though he was gonna marry this woman, that she was still gonna cheat on him with her past lovers, with new lovers. But he still was obedient to what God asked him to do. Because God in all of this has a plan. And when he sets out the plan, he's going to do it accordingly. When God wants to bring us to our knees, when he wants to bring us back to him, when he wants us to surrender the brokenness that we have in our lives He will expose it whichever way He wants to expose it in order for us to be broken because in the brokenness God sees beauty in that and He takes that brokenness and He wants to use that brokenness to mold us into the person that we are supposed to truly be. My friends, there's a lot going on here with this story from chapter one all the way to this part of chapter two. It is a story unfolding about two adults and what each one has a background with and how God brought them together for a reason, for a purpose. And even though we look at this and we go, this is not balanced well. They're not compatible to one another, right? That's what we always say in the natural. They're not compatible to, to one another. Why would God ask Hosea to do this? This is like not good. This is out of the ordinary. This is out the box. Because my friends, sometimes when God wants to do miracles in our lives, and he wants to expose certain things, and he wants to do a restoration in a person or in a community, he's gonna do his plan his own way. Even if at times when we read the scripture, we're like, I don't understand this plan of the Lord. I don't understand the plan why he would tell Hosea to do this. Why would he tell him to do this? Because God's plans and his ways are better than our ways. And he can use any method he wants to bring his people back to him. Because the whole objective is God needed to punish Israel. And he needed to do it in a way that was unconventional. (laughs) When you really think about it. Unconventional. And in him doing this, we now get to see the root of these things that are very intimate, that are very deep and that have to be addressed and discussed. There needs to be a conversation about this. And it's funny because many people, many pastors, many ministers, many preachers, they will, on occasion, dive into the book of Hosea. But from my experience of the years I've been in church, and attending church it they really ever I, I rarely ever heard anybody really cover this book Hosea in the church because it's talking about stuff that's very sensitive and intimate and stuff that people don't want to talk about especially when on this earth a lot of people are going through the same situation When we think about the human trafficking industry, when we think about the strip club industry, when we think about the drug industry, the tobacco industry, the liquor industry, and all the things that come alongside of that, it's a lucrative business and it lures people in to sin. And it lures people in. And it affects their lives. And they find themselves in places they never thought would be at the bottom of the pit. But we never want to discuss that. We never want to talk about it. We always want to just keep it under the wraps. Put it underneath the rug, they say. Don't discuss that here at the house. But these are things we need to be talking about, my friends. I know it's deep. I know it's sexual at that. And here's the thing. Many people will go through their marriages, their relationships, their households. with these type of circumstances, like the example of Jose and Goma. But a conversation will never be had about it. Because everybody just wants to pretend like it's not happening or there's a denial going on about it. Or like, why would we bring that subject up? Because the bottom line is, they're gonna do what they wanna do anyway. But we need to set examples, my friends, in our households. I am sure that during this time, Hosea had a ma- major responsibility, not just for himself and his wife, Goma, but for himself and his children and his whole family, and accountability. That was in place, him knowing. I can only imagine what he was dealing with in the, within the community. How they looked at him, how they perceived him. How they said, you know, who is this guy? Why would he do this? All the mocking that must have happened. All the laughing and pointing of fingers to him. But Hosea was a faithful man unto the Lord. And he was faithful unto the woman still that he knew had this lifestyle. And he was faithful to be a father to the children that were also born. In this specific relationship of marriage, a covenant at that, that God told him to get into. But in the midst of all that, God is going to do something eventually in Gomer's life as much as he's going to do something in Hosea's life and in his children's lives. Because whatever God sets up as the plan is his perfect plan. And here's the thing that we have to remember. The same way that God gives blessings, he will set up curses. Now, some of you might be thinking, how could that possibly be? God is a good God, Antonia. God is only a blessing, God. No, no, no. Let's let's talk about this. God will also curse you if you're not right with him. When people start to go through major things in their lives and they're wondering, like, what's happening? How did I get here? I don't know what's going on. You know, why, why am I going through this? We have to ask ourselves, do we surrender everything to the Lord? Are we being faithful to our Heavenly Father? Are we in relationship with Him? Are we meditating on the Word? Are we worshiping to Him in spirit and in truth? Is He the only God, the true God in our lives? Or have we... Gone on the other way, on the other side of town, and are we idling other gods, other people, other things in our lives? We take precedence in the things of the materialistic things in our lives instead of the spiritual things with God in our lives. And then all of a sudden, we're cursed, stuff starts happening. And you're just like, why is this happening to me? We have to backtrack, we have to reevaluate. We have to go back and say, what did I do? Where did I go wrong? What did I participate in that opened up a portal and now I'm screwed? What did I do that I forgot about my testimony with to, unto the Lord? What did I say that may have given the wrong implications to someone? They misunderstood what maybe I said. And it led to one thing or another. My actions. How did I respond to someone? How did I respond to temptation? How did I respond to anything that came my way that I knew that was not Christ-like, but I still participated or I entertained it? My friends, this stuff is deep. This conversation is deep. This is a story about a family. We got to break it down. We are going through family stuff. We are all going through family problems. And as we continue to read this book of Hosea, this is some deep-rooted family stuff going on here. (laughs) and God gave us this story, and it's included in the Bible, so we get a learning lesson of so many components in this chapter, in in this book of Hosea, because right now from chapter one to here, A lot has happened and I'm sure all this family drama that has unfolded, hasn't been an easy ride for Hosea. I'm sure about that, but he has still been faithful unto the Lord. And we get a perfect example Of how we're obedient to what God asks us to do, even though it might seem from the outside, in the natural, as it does when we read this chapter, that this is not probably a healthy relationship. There's brokenness, there's unfaithfulness. I'm sure there's arguments, I'm sure there's disagreements, I'm sure there's issue with the kids seeing this, I'm sure there's issues with the kids having to deal with problems with school or whatever, the neighborhood, how they might be mocked, the names that they're called. This is family stuff. This is a great chapter to read and say, What is going on here with this family? Because many people suffer the same way this family is suffering. There are many families struggling in their marriages, in being unfaithful, in having extramarital affairs, In dealing with kids that feel disconnected because of one parent or the other. You know, this is some deep stuff, my friends. So I encourage you to go back and reread what we have already read. And I am sure that there are some of you out there that you can relate to this story. You may have gone through this yourself. You may be going through it right now. And some of you are probably saying, Antonia, why are you covering this? This sounds just like my life. Because God wants to get to the root of the problem and he wants to let you know that even in the pain, even in the punishment, even in the struggle, even in the, the chaoticness, There could be a restoration. There could be a new beginning. There could be an awakening. Especially when it comes to having a relationship with Him. Things can turn around in your situation. They can turn around in your marriage. You can have again a unified family. So I bring this to the surface... Because this is what the scripture says. We're reading it. I'm just a reader. right? I'm just a person who reads it and shares it with you. And we discuss it. So this is some heavy stuff. This is heavy stuff. This whole book of Hosea. So my friends. I don't know about you. But this is some heavy stuff. This is deep. This is intimate. This is discussing about a family. This is discussing about a man, a woman, children. And there's a lot of stuff going on here. And even in the midst of the drama, even in the midst of exposure, even in the midst of the reveal... God wants to expose the unfaithfulness of people for a possibility of a future restoration. Now, some of you might be thinking, you know what, Antonia, I would just really prefer to keep everything, you know, hidden, not to have exposed anything. You know, but I still want to recover my marriage or I want to recover the unification of my family. As human beings, we can say that to ourselves and say, I'm going to try to keep this under the wraps as much as uh, possible so no one knows, none of my neighbors know, my family doesn't know, but I'm telling you, it doesn't matter because God knows. He knows everything. And if he happens to expose it, He's going to do it his way. So my friends, I'm going to leave you with this thought and this question. Is there something that God has blessed you with? Whether that's a husband, a wife, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whether that is, you know, a teacher, a student, you know, just so many Examples, a dentist, you know, so many things. And it has helped you somehow in your life. It's giving you remedy, it's giving you a resource, it's giving you new opportunities, you know. But you're still caught up in the sin. Or you haven't walked away from the thing you were supposed to walk away from when God gave you the remedy or the restoration or or the newness, whatever it is that God was doing in your life, you still did not walk away from it. That's like uh, someone who goes through a a drug treatment rehab. You know, they come out of rehab, they're clean for a couple of months. God is giving them a new job. God has given them a new car, a new place to live. God has given them some new friends. God has, you know, really blessed them. And instead of staying on that straight and narrow road of, I'm not going to do drugs anymore. I'm going to keep going forward for what God has in store for my life. Now that they have all these things that they've received, they take it for granted and then they go back to to the, the addiction. Um, the supernatural power of God can help you overcome that. There are many people whose stories have been shared because they have not just kicked the habit, but the supernatural power of God that has come into their lives has allowed them not to even look back to desire or, or be tempted by any of those things. And that is because they truly have surrendered and rely on the Lord for the supernatural power that 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 ultimately He has and can help you. So, my friends, I hope that you have been blessed by this. This is the, some deep stuff. We're going to keep diving into it. It is never too late, my friends, to turn away from sin. It is never too late to give your life over to the Lord. It is never too late to just simply say, Father, I surrender to you. I'm a sinner. I know I have fallen by the wayside. I know I have not been active with you. I know I have not given my life to you. And just open up your mouth and give your life over to the Lord and say, I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died on the cross for my sins, to give me redemption in my life, to give me salvation. I mean, literally, like just open your mouth and speak. And confess the sin. So the brokenness that you're dealing with. Can eventually be healed. And the wounds you're carrying. Can be mended. My friends again this is some deep stuff. So we're going to continue to dive next week. Into the word. In the book of Hosea. See what else God is telling us, explaining to us, and wanting us to know that we can apply to our everyday life. Because some of the stuff that we've been covering in this book of Hosea, some of y'all living it right now. Some of you have lived it. Some of you have even been thinking about living it. So I want to leave you with this thought of where are you right now where God has given you a blessing to help you in your situation, but you have taken it for granted. I want you to think about it. And I want you to know that God wants you to remember What he's done in your life. And it's to keep going forward. And not backwards. So my friends. It has truly been a pleasure sharing the word of God with you today. I look forward to diving into the word of God again with you next week. Where we will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you.
0: Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.